The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I fell 41,600 times. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I know. It's like, but guess what happens after you fall 41,600 times? You get up 41,600 times. And when you, when you start getting up and you get used to getting up, you kind of build muscle. Next, Olympic skater Scott Hamilton reveals how he learned to embrace the mindset of working hard to beat the competition and finish first. for joining us. I'm Betty and this is James. And uh, Scott Hamilton is with us and uh, I love the, the Winter Olympics. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but I actually, for, for those of you who would be disappointed, I like them better than I do the Summer Olympics. <laughs> uh, you know, they're just, they're amazing. And uh, Scott Hamilton is, uh, uh, you know, I think he'll be a hero to a lot of people. I admire him. Uh, I'm amazed. He's got a new book called Finish First, Winning Changes Everything. I think he's going to be amazed by the insight he's going to share. And I just think he's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. And, uh, you know, when you talk about Christianity, you talk about Jesus and people having had a real experience with Jesus and you can see it, well, you can see it, in my opinion, very clearly in Scott. I just have indescribable admiration and appreciation for him. And I'd like for you to give him a real big welcome to life today. We're glad to have him back. I wish I wish I could give you a gold medal. <laughs> I, got, I got I got too many of those. No. <laughs> you know, you you really uh, you do have the joy of the Lord, and uh -huh. I, I see you in so many different settings and and so forth. And just gosh, I appreciate you. And I want you to go ahead and, and tell people because we're going to talk about finish first. But you know, you kind of got off to a tough start. I mean, a lot of people say, well, you're too small. I mean, we had so much fun. You tell us how everybody said, yeah, yeah, you're good. We're yeah, but you're too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, you're good, but, you... you know, you're probably not going to, oh, but you did that, but you're probably not going to, and that happened, but you're probably not going to, you know, so, yeah. It's always the naysayers, right? You're too small, right? It's too small. You're never going to be competitive internationally. Yeah. Okay, you won four worlds. But, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's really wild because, you know, I, it, it takes a great woman sometimes to kind of wake you up and uh without my wife Tracy I, I you know I don't know where I'd be but um you know throughout you know you're, you're in this journey and you're tripping up and you're you know it's like you're at risk and all those years I spent in the hospital you know not knowing what was wrong with me and then I start skating and I start to get well and it's miraculous. I think I might have fallen on my head too many times or something. But, and then, you know, you go through this whole thing and I get this, this career and then I get cancer and then I go back to the career and then I get a brain tumor and then another brain tumor. And it's, it's just really wild um, that with each of those things, each of those knockdowns, um, something amazing has come out of them. And it's by choice and by just deciding that I wanted to, to do something more. I wanted to get up. And in, in writing the book, you know, I, I estimated through all my practices and learning and growing and all the learning and 
falling down and falling down and falling down. <laughs> I estimated that in my 36 years of active skating, I fell 41,600 times. <laughs> Isn't that fun? I know. It's like, but guess what happens after you fall 41,600 times? You get up 41,600 times. And when you, when you start getting up and you get used to getting up, you kind of build muscle. And you build, like, well, that's, well, that's the worst thing that can happen. I'm still here. That's the worst thing that can happen. I, I'm, I'm okay. That's the worst thing that can happen. Here we go. And, and it allows you to become more optimistic. It allows you to become more um, resilient. You know, it, it's, you know, through our struggles, we build perseverance, hope. You know, all those wonderful things that the Lord gives us. And, and uh, you know, it all, I, I didn't always have the Lord in my life, but when I look back, I mean, I didn't know he was there, but he directed every single one of my steps. And I, I think he does that for all of us. It's just, when are you going to get to that awakening of like, oh, duh, he uh, <laughs> was there all along. Yeah, so, you know, I really try to, you know, take what I've learned and I try to encourage people. And, and um, no matter what your description is, no matter what, you know, others say, uh, you know, there, there, there's something for you out there. There's a purpose and there's something that you need to just dive into and participate in no matter where you are right now. And that, and that was the reason for finish first. You know, reality is not only in skating, but in life, you're going to fail. Oh, always. You're going to miss the mark. You're going to fall. And I really don't think there's anything that may be any bigger for us to make up in our mind. You know, they that endure till the end shall be saved. And there's something about that endurance implies a determination that no matter what, I'm getting up, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So no matter how many times you go down, you would never have made it skating if you had ever let one of them keep you down no. where you didn't get up. Yeah. And you you even, you guys really learn how to fall kind of gracefully. Well, we teach, that's what we teach at our academy is we teach you how to fall down because you're going <laughs> to go get up. But I mean, my first time I made it to nationals and it was after a lot of struggle and it was a lot of not making it to nationals. My first time at the national championships <laughs> as a novice man, 17,500 people were in the audience and I rose to the occasion <laughs> five times. <laughs> fell five times in my long, I never fell five times in practice, but I do it in front of 17,000 people. It doesn't get any worse than that. I'm sorry. It Did doesn't. Did you get up all five times? I got up all five times. You I, hadn't gotten up, you couldn't have fallen four I, or three. And I think, I think I might have cried for a week. Yeah, sure. And then I said, I'm never going to let that happen again <laughs> until the next year when it happened again. You know, it's the whole idea of just don't quit. You know, if you, if don't, you don't up, quit, yeah. if you stay in the game, if you stay in the game, no matter what it is, if you stay in the game and you start to build that muscle of purpose, you're, you're going to find a way to be successful. And I just feel in, in our society, we've gotten kind of, I don't know, it just it seems like a lot of work. And, you know, I, I meet people all the time that, oh, it's too late for me. I just, I should have done that when I was younger. And I, I'm here to tell you, it's never over. You know, no matter where you are in your life, no matter how young, no matter how old, you know, I, I have to, you know, in half a finish first is an argument for. I feel like I have to argue for people, you know, really getting the most and the best out of their lives. And the other half is, here's how you do it. You know, there's decisions to be made throughout. There's all these little forks in the road. There's the high road, there's the low road. And it's easy to navigate once you kind of get moving and get starting. And once you fall down and get up a few times, you build momentum and you build strength, you know. And, and all of that, you know, hope. 
comes out of all of that. And, and I, I've, I've experienced it on every level. And, you know, even after, you know, winning Olympic gold medals, you know, I failed. And I, you know, I got let go even after I never missed a show. I never missed a press call. Ice capades didn't have a use for me. Yeah. And it's like, well, now what am I going to do? I started, I was able to start a tour because I proved myself. Sure. And then that becomes something. And then I get cancer. And because I'd re- I'm able to get through that and get back to my life. So, you know, um, there's, there's so much um, to talk about when it comes to, really living a full life and living lives of purpose and living lives that you can look back on and saying, wow, I didn't, I, you know, I waste a lot of days, but man, at the end, I did exactly what I was supposed to do. And that's a hard one to get started on. But, um, you know, I, I just want to encourage people, the greatest, biggest, if you, if you had a recipe for success, the biggest single ingredient would be failure. But don't let it keep you down. No. Just like Churchill said. Yeah. You know, by the way, a lot of times people talk about uh, characters that don't seem to have just the very nature of Jesus and they are not quite churchy enough. Well, Churchill wasn't churchy enough, but he may have saved freedom for all of us in a way. Mm-hmm. And one of the most powerful things he said was, never, 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 never give up. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. I think that's some of the wisest advice anybody can get. Do you agree with that? Oh, it's, it's so true because there's so much, you know, it's, it's social media, it's media, it's, you know, there's so much of, uh, news, images, um, naysayers. It's always people like, you know, a judge told me, you know, you're too short to be competitive internationally. You just have to accept that. And I go, well, is it fact or is it opinion? <laughs> well, if it's fact, I'll find out. <laughs> but right now I'm going to treat it as opinion. And, you know, we can be, you know, just have the rug pulled out from us from people that we love and respect just telling us, no, that's not for you. And it's like, well, I really feel like this is my calling. I really feel like this is something I need to be doing. And, and you know, if you ever see me in traffic and I'm sitting there in, my, in the car by myself, and normally I have three or four kids in the car with me, but if you ever see me and I go, shut up. <laughs> It's when I, I'm hearing those voices yeah. saying, you know, you're not, you're not worthy. You're not worth this. You're, you're just, you're going you're gonna to mess it up and you're going to fail. And writing this book was really a, a, really a, a step out. It was kind of like, oh, boy, I, I call out participation trophies for what they are. You know, they're yeah. poison. No. And, and, you know, if, if, nobody, if nobody wins and nobody loses, everybody loses. That's good. And, and it's job. like we're all meant. We're all meant for something more. And I just really wanted to, you know, whether it doesn't matter what it is, if it's, you know, succeeding in school or if it's getting another job or if it's painting or if it's losing weight or whatever it is, victories are there to be had because you go after them. Yeah. And, and all the strength of the Lord will be behind you if you're moving forward and you're learning from your mistakes and you're, and you're, you're staying close. You know, good things will happen. It always does. Always does. I was driving here tonight, and one of my staff called and said, I just saw Scott uh, Hamilton again. I, Gosh, I didn't realize he was so small. <laughs> and, you know, and I thought, okay. And, and so we, you know, we, we come in here. We, we, we come in here and see you, and see you tonight. And I think, I've never asked how tall you are. How tall are you? Well, I, um, I was 5'3". Tell three me the and, truth. And I'm telling you the truth. I was 5'3 half. I had chemo. I went to 5'4". So I figured maybe I'll just stay on chemo. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then um, I just measure myself again, and I'm, I'm back to five, three and a half. You know, gravity is a horrible thing at times. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like if I were bigger, would things have been different? Would I have been as quick on the ice? Would I have been as, as even just in the air? Would I have been able to recover from um, weakness or stamina, you know, as fast? And so I, I really look at my size as a blessing. I'm stunned at what you just said because he was just like my friend who called, my staff member, who said, man, I didn't realize you were small. I've never seen you small. I understand oh, that. I've heard. You. No, I'm being honest oh, with you. That's really I, huge. No, I want you to you. know this. Listen to me. To me, you're big, Aww. because I see the heart, I, I see the character, I see the determination, I see an unshakable, unflappable person. Even before Christ, you had a determination. I mean, you were going to win when everybody said the odds are stacked against you, and for, I'm even stunned that you're as short as you just said you were, because to me, and I'm, I'm meaning this, that you're big, Aww. because I see the the character in you. I see the glory of God. I see you on television. Betty commented about just seeing you. Oh, it always brightens my day. I'm just like, mm -hmm. I just like seeing <laughs> Scott. I mean, you know, he's just there. Yeah. And he didn't just the, the shine off the head, okay? It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's just, it's not just that glory, okay? I am, I, the it's hair is so that. overrated. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a countenance that testifies of the glory of God. And so when you talk about finishing first, you know who's first. You know who must be first mm -hmm. in order for us to ever finish first. Mm -hmm. You know who has to be first in order for us to get up every time. He is reaching down, and he is reaching down before we even look up. I mean, it's an amazing thing. God, I'm looking up here at these, these lights, and yet you're looking down here. I mean, you're so cool, Father. I mean, you're right, right there. Yeah. And, and this is your family, and you like us. I mean, you, you think we're pretty cool. What a Father. I mean, he's there. He's yeah. with us. He's big, yeah. and he's ready to pick us up. And you know that, and he comes through in your countenance, and he comes through in what you write. And there are people that if they'll read this book, and get it to friends, you're going, it's going to change everything about how you see finishing and how you see falling and how you see failing. I mean, it's just going to make all the difference in the world. You, you got recently now, like because you just kind of referenced it a while ago, another tumor deal. Mm -hmm. Here we go. <laughs> and yet what's happening to the enemy taking another shot? It's shrinking. It's what? Shrinking. <laughs> Without medical treatment. Wow. <laughs> right here, I just want to say thank you, God, and I want to say to all of you watching, I don't know what's going on in your life, but I wish you could know that I don't think any of us, regardless of how well we can communicate, can really get it across. God loves you so much. I just said, talking to God, you think we're cool. He made us and he never said oops. He knew exactly what he said. You are so special. And I don't know what's going on in your life. He's bigger, he cares, and he loves you. And you may say, can he hold my hurt? Can he hold my disease, can he absolutely, let's, let me tell you what he wants to do first. First, he wants to hold your heart. And he wants you to have a shoulder you can lean on that is everlasting and unshakable. And he wants to hold you so close you can feel how much he loves you. Every heartbeat, I love you. Now listen to me. Just ask him to heal your heart, 
to touch your life, to touch your family, your friends, whatever's going on, say, Father, in heaven, in Jesus' name, who you gave to die to redeem me, please heal my heart. Get me up. Stand me up. Strengthen me. Help me. And enable me, please, to be able to help someone else you love. Ask him to do that. He'll do it. You want someone to pray with you? See the phone number there? That's always there as an opportunity to help people that need help, but it's also there for you to call for prayer, for help. Don't hesitate to call. Just say, share your heart with somebody. Say, I just gave my heart to the Lord. I just received Jesus into my life. And you just tell them. And for all of you who are watching, this is in the bookstores. Get it online. It's fabulous. In a few moments, I'm going to be telling all of the people here in the studio and all the people watching how they can touch someone's broken heart directly and give them life. I mean, save their life. So you don't want to miss that. And the people who help us give life with the book, we just send it to you. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Scott Hamilton for sharing Jesus? We really love you. you. You're a great blessing. You've been a great blessing to everybody. Get the book in the bookstores. Scott, we're going to let folks look in. It's kind of like, you know, disease going away. You know, there are a lot of diseases. The medical community says we don't, we have nothing. There are some problems that are deadly. There's a perfect cure for it. It's not wishful thinking. And you're going to see what, listen to me, you're going to see the greatest killer of people on the planet. And you're going to see the perfect, not wished for, the perfect, perfect, never fail cure. And you're going to be the one to give it. Yes, you will. Watch. I feel so bad. I can't know how to explain what I'm, what the pain I'm feeling now. What has made you so sad? I have lost two kids. I can't imagine losing two children and then to watch a village every day have to bury children because they get so sick on this water. You know, you can't tell, but 
she's pregnant with her third child. We want this one to have a chance to live. It's a very simple thing that we can do that will bring clean water to this village, clean water to this mama, clean water to this baby. So this baby lives and a whole village is going to explode with gratitude, with life. Betty, we, uh, we do know what it is to lose a child. Most of you know that. She lost two. Mm. I was sitting here listening to her story, James. I thought, you know, there's a lot of things that can cause pain in life. We've been blessed that we haven't experienced a lot of those things that can cause pain, but we have experienced this one. We lost a child. And I can't even imagine losing another child. The pain in the heart, the despair and the loneliness and the hurt you must feel in thinking, what more could I have done? This mother saying, what can I do? Their water is killing their babies. The disease in that water, that is the number one killer in their area. And they, they're hopeless without some help. But we can offer them hope. Through our blessings, bless them. We can drill the water wells that will bring fresh, clean water and breathe a solution to their problem. Please join with us. This is something we can do. This is something we can fix. If we'll just join together, reach out and join hearts and hands and give what we are able to give to drill the water wells. You know, as I'm, I'm looking up here at all of the audience members here and, and you, when Betty and I, and Betty spent many hours just, Mom, would you just rub my, my feet? Just, just, just sit by me. In, in the hospital, when we, you hardly know how to touch someone when you realize they know they're saying goodbye. But if I had said to any one of you here, any one of you, this is where our daughter is, and you knew, any of you, I don't care where you are, if you knew you had in your hand the perfect cure for just this couple's daughter, you would have gotten in your car, you would have gotten on a plane, you would have come where we are, and you would have walked in. Say, give us to her. Yes, you would. I know you would. Because you know it works. Thank you. Thank you. All right. You just heard that mother. This works. A cup of clean water. You give them the reward of life because of love. You get the blessing of giving that and changing everything. And the missionaries get to tell them about the water of life that makes possible water for life, that love. Would you please help us drill another 400 wells? Would you do that, please? Would you do that right now? Would you simply get up, get your bank card, dial the number or go online and say, I'm going to I'm going to help you drill a well. They're $4,800. I believe if you could drill one, you'd do it. So take care of the whole village. We'll save hundreds of lives. Okay, thank you. Give part of a well. $1,200, $2,400. Pray another person joins you. Three join. We got another one. But most people help us. $144.
30 people get water the rest of their life. $48, 10 people get water the rest of their life. Will you help us? This is the last week now for this emphasis. Would you please right now get up, go to the phone, go online, take your bank card, or write a check and make it to life, and just tell us, I'm sending it. Please do it. Thank you for doing it. Lord, may everyone who can help give that perfect cure because of your love. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink dirty, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. You can help end the suffering because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 400 water wells in remote villages in over 15 nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh, life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the riches of Christ, what true prosperity looks like. Filled with wisdom, prayers, and scripture, James Robison adds insight from what God has shown him about finding contentment in the Father's provision for your life. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Children of the World Storybook Bible. This easy-to-read Bible features colorful art by children from nearly 50 countries around the world. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request the Bridge of Faith Frame Canvas Print by Thomas Kincaid. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Just as we're giving water here in Southern Africa, we need to give water like this, a cup of water, all over the world where there are contaminated water sources that are killing not only children, but their entire families. Many children lose a parent because of some intestinal disease from contaminated water. And it may be that you can give a well. You can provide the entire cost, or you could say, I'll join another person or a couple of other people, but I'm going to help. I'm going to help provide water all over the world. Thank you for doing it. You know, I, I uh, <laughs> Frankly, I want to apologize for not being able to control the... Uh, I'm not sorry my heart breaks. I just wish it wasn't so messy, you know, <laughs> and I try to be neat. But I don't think I can say thank you enough to this guy for really showing us all over the world, Jesus, every time we see him. I love Scott Hamilton. <laughs> and buddy, you're the tallest five-foot-two-inch guy I've ever seen. <laughs> Awesome. Would every one of you please just say thanks, Scott, for showing us Jesus and thanks for the book. You just took an inch away from him. Yeah. I took an inch away from him. He's strong. Listen to me. You want this book? You help us give those kids water? You just ask for his book. Send it along with the other. Bless you, Scott.
God loves you not for what you've done or what you've accomplished or what you wear, but because He is love. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.